Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first live edition of the Portrait System podcast. This is very exciting. I'm half talking to a live audience and half talking to the people who will be listening to this on the podcast. So yeah, this will be interesting. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask questions to some of the attendees and some of the guests, and we're just going to have fun with it and just see what happens. So my first guest that I have here is Felix Coons. Hello. Woohoo! And Felix has his own full episode of The Portrait System, if you haven't heard it yet. It's amazing. Super early good guy on, to talk early to. Early on. Yeah. yeah, that was a while ago. Mm. Yeah. The, the podcast has really taken off since then. Yeah, it has. We're over a million downloads now. Pretty fun. What? Yeah. We're and like 1.3 million downloads. So at the Portrait Masters conference, the shootout that you guys had, yeah. I met a lot of people who were there because they had listened to the podcast. Really? And that's how they found out about Sue Bryce. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Modern technology. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you know this, but I record in my clothes closet. Like I'm pushing clothes out of the way to like get to the mic. And it's like, you know, when you record something like that, you just feel like it's this little old podcast. You don't know who's really listening. And then when you actually get to meet all the people who are listening, it's just, it's been really awesome to be here at WPPI and just to hear the stories. Like last night, so many people are like, I listened to you while I walk my dog. I listen to you on the way to my job because it keeps reminding me that I'm not going to have to be at my job forever. Like, it's been really great. Yeah. Wow. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And Okay, so I have a specific question for you, Felix. Okay. My question for you is, what has been the most impactful thing to help kind of get your business where it's at today? Okay, the most impactful thing in the whole journey of my photography. The whole journey. Um, so I... I grew up in England and I live in New York now. And the first time I came to New York, I started assisting other photographers. So I was assisting commercial photographers, fashion photographers. I worked with, with Lara Jade, who's also, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, has the fashion series on the Portrait Masters. Um, you know, I'm known for the lighting. And when I got to New York, I pretended, oh, I've been assisting in, New York, in London a lot and I've never done it. So anytime <laughs> someone was like, oh, go to the equipment room and get a blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, they have a different name for that in England. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me what that is? Yes, Felix, an apple box. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had no idea. Like, I, like we I, call no it a idea. wooden box. In <laughs> <laughs> a snuggle fluff. Yeah. And so I think that was such a seminal experience because I learned on the job so much. You know, and I always recommend assisting 
and working with other photographers now, we have the big centers of fashion photography, commercial photography is New York, Paris, London, and not everyone lives there. So I've been on this beat of telling everyone, work with another photographer in your area. If you want to learn lighting, you know, trade assisting timing. And that's what I did when I first came into New York. And, you know, it was a bunch of, I remember I was hanging out with Lindsay Adler and Lara Jade and Joey L came to my birthday party once, like the first week I was in New York. And I was like, what is happening right now? Um, but yeah, we would trade assisting time and I met so many people and I learned so much because when you're assisting, you have none of the pressure of dealing with the client, but you get to learn everything. Yes. And I think that's one of the best ways to kind of learn lighting and get in, you know, get into the community. And I think what we've seen in the photography industry in the last 15, 20 years is a shift away from this isolation of photographers. I mean, this conference right now is proof of that, right? Everyone's networking with other photographers. So there used to be this thing of like, oh, I'm not gonna, why would I hang out with another photographer? They're my competition. And that's really gone away, at least in, in these circles. Because Agreed. we learn so much from each other. Yeah. And if you're shooting exactly what someone else is shooting, you're not doing it right. And so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that advice. Like, don't be afraid to just try to assist someone. Yeah. Okay, but my question for you is, did you get paid for that? Or did you say you just were trading time for experience? So if I was working with another photographer, you know, like we were all young, um, starting out, we would trade time just to create art. Yeah, okay. Like that's, that's it. it's a networking thing, you know, and it's what um, Sue always talks about is serving in your community, you know, serving selflessly, like what do other people need? And back in the day, I was like, well, I, I'll just come along you know, I get emails like, hey, can I just be a fly on the wall in one of your shoots? I'm like, absolutely not. But what you do need, what every photographer does need, is someone who actually wants to be there just to completely selflessly help. Yeah. You know, I used to assist photographers and they were like, Felix, you're so annoying because when you're here, I have to go to the bathroom every 30 minutes. And I'm like, you're welcome because I'm shoving a bottle of water in their face, <laughs> um, getting them to drink or getting them to eat because I was like, what do I need to do to make this photographer perform better and perform longer for their client? Right. What are you um, giving in exchange for this education, really? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, that me offering my time to my friends, um, you know, I did some internships. Like, that led to paid work and led to everything I have now in my career. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank I could you. talk to you all day, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll catch up later. <laughs> thank you, Felix. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Heather Crowder. And tell us about where you live and what you shoot. So, I'm from Annapolis, Maryland. And I shoot a combination of headshots, child and family portraits, some in-studio work, a lot of on-location work. And I also shoot boutique school photography. And that's what you spoke about at WPBI, right? Later this week. Later this week. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Very cool. Okay. So my question for you is what excites you the most about being at these kind of in-person live conferences or workshops? Um, Well, it's obviously amazing for all of us to be live and in person again. I mean, this, it almost feels surreal to, to be back with other humans and see their faces. And, <laughs> and um, so I think we're all enjoying every aspect of that. Um, in this particular community, being part of the Sue Bryce community, to walk in and it literally feels like you're walking into your favorite TV show. When you see all the familiar faces, oh, that. people that we connect with on Facebook um, and, and in the group. So, you know, at the event last night, it literally felt like I was walking into my favorite TV show and recognizing all these faces. 
But where it goes to the next step is that all those faces, whether you know them, whether you've ever met them personally, are just as welcoming in this direction. And that's just something that is incomparable and really hard to put your finger on. You know, yeah. to walk into yeah. a room, we, we often talk in the Facebook group about how difficult networking can be. Um, but yeah. this feels truly like you're part of a community and part of your, a family. Um, I've met so many new people just in the 24 hours that I've been here. And, um, you know, to have people compliment your work and to compliment their work. You know, we hear from our clients all the time. They love our work. But to hear from a peer that you respect and admire um, and, and love their work, that they're, they're giving that back to you is just a really incredible thing that, that really happens live. It's, it's, it's not Zoom. It's not Facebook. It's in person. Yeah. So I think the connection that we have with each other is really incredible. It's great. I feel like we have a, a community over competition sort of theme. Have you all felt like that? Have you met new people and felt really, like, welcomed and, yeah. I have too. I've met so many great people. This, yeah. So I'm so glad Absolutely. you brought that up about yeah. the community because yeah. it's so important. And to not feel like you're alone and to be able to share your successes without feeling like you're bragging or whatever or to share your failures and need help and to have people help you through it. It's, it's really invaluable. Absolutely. And I think also people celebrating your successes with you yes. is something that that you don't come by very often, you know, yeah. to know that people are cheering on your success yeah. um, in your same field is, is really incredible. Awesome. Well, thank you, Heather. Thank Good luck you. at your talk. Thank I can't you. wait to hear more yep, from you. Thursday. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yay. Next up, we have Sarai. Sarai was our number one episode on The Portrait System. She's also the most downloaded, the most listened to episode on The Portrait System. That's unreal. So, I love it. I love it. Thank, Thank you so you. much for everything that you do and teach. And Thank yeah. you so much for having me here. Yeah. Sarai and I met at a Sue Bryce workshop, yes. what, how, six years ago? Five years ago? It was in 2015, December of 2015. Yeah. So, almost seven years ago. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you were still a high school Spanish teacher then. And look I, at you now. I had been a high school Spanish teacher that year. That was my last year, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, awesome. Okay, my question for you okay. is, do you still photograph the same genre that you started out with when you first started your business? Yes, I do. You do? Okay, yes, tell I us. Yes, I do. Uh, actually, I, I was drawn to Sue Bryce because of the beautiful portraits that she creates. And I wanted to create something similar to that. But I just didn't feel that I knew how to sell that. Uh, and so I, instead of doing that, I started doing headshots because I could sell them. Everybody needs a good image of themselves to yep. sell their services. And so that's what I started doing. And that's what I do now. It's still about 70 to 80% of what I do. Awesome. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you spend, and I know, I know the answer, but... I, do you spend a lot of time, like, do you shoot multiple days per month or how, you know, how do you, how does your schedule work? So I used to, um, my first year I got super burnout because I was saying yes to every client and doing it every single day that they wanted me to do it. Yeah. And I didn't know my value. So if they said, let's do it on Sunday morning, let's do it. If they said if Friday evening, I will do it. And then I was exhausted. Yeah. So um, in 2016, I started setting boundaries, and it's gotten to the point that by now I only shoot one day a month with eight clients for a $30,000 average month. Yeah, it's amazing. 
And Sarai is talking about this. On yes, come tomorrow. see me. It's on Wednesday. Uh, that's our talk. And, you know, I'm going to show you exactly all the steps that I took to get there. Yeah, very cool. And I know when this episode comes out, you'll have already done your talk, obviously, <laughs> but you can always check out Sarai's website for more info. So. Yes. Yeah. Thank awesome. you so much, Thank Nikki. You. Yes, it's so great to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, Kitty. Kitty McNeil. Hi, Kitty. Hi, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. I love I'm good. You. How are you? Kitty is like the best. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you're just like such an inspiration. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and thank Kitty you. also has her own episode on the portrait system if you haven't heard it yet. Episode four, but the third most listened to. Yeah. I'm not bragging or anything, I'm just saying. Well, and, and Kitty, you started your business when you were 62? 63, yeah. 63, yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. I think sometimes people, I don't know, they think like they can't change careers. Right. And you and can. And yeah, and I'm here to tell you that it's so important to stay relevant in your life, no, at no matter what age. And it's never too late to do whatever you want to do, right? Absolutely. Yes. Cheers to right, that. Right, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question for you, Kitty, is what has been your most special or favorite photo shoot and why was it so important? Wow, well, that's like asking me what my favorite child is, you know, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of them, I guess. I have two. Can I say two? Sure, absolutely. So I, I shot a woman uh, for her branding images, and she came back to me when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she asked me if I would fo- document that journey. And we did it over at every stage over a series of almost four years. And so that was really incredible and moving with every step. But the... I guess the most special, though, was a five-generation sh- shoot that I did. Five. The grandmother was 98, and they, the baby was four months, four months wow. old. Wow. And I'd shot that family in different iterations, mother-daughter, pregnancy, and everything. And I just found out, actually, last week that the grandmother has now passed, passed on. And it's, it just was so special to see that grandmother and that baby and the effect that the, those images have on that family and how much they cherish them. It, it, was a, it was really a great day. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, our portraits and what we do, it's so special and so important, especially if you've ever lost anyone. You know, not that you have to lose someone in order to make those portraits special, but when you do, it just makes it even more important. Can I tell one more story? Absolutely. Okay, so I shot a man for his 75th birthday. He came down from Northern California to my studio in Westlake Village, and we had a great time. Uh, he bought my smallest package, and I threw in the video. I guess I always throw in something if I need to make a sale or whatever. So uh, last month, I saw on Instagram that he had passed away, and his family had no idea I, I, I posted his picture in response to it, to the post, and they said, oh, they love that. that. Could they use the image? And I said, well, if you go look in his house, you're going to find a box, and it's going to have at least 10 images in it. Oh, I have the chills. I know. Me too. Me too. Wow. So, wow. It's really, you know, it leaves me speechless. Yeah, yeah. If that's possible for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for sharing those stories. My pleasure. And, yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course, Kitty. Okay, up next we have Damali. Damali just had her episode come out recently as well. 
You were telling me you got so many messages and just... I yeah. gotta say, it's hard to follow Kitty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got a ton of folks reaching out about lots of different aspects of the of the day. So that was really awesome. Thank, I'm yeah. excited you had me on. Yeah. I keep telling her she has the best voice, like the best podcast voice, the best radio voice. Oh, the flattery. So good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I won't embarrass you anymore. All right. My next question for you is, what is something that you do for your clients that make you stand out when it comes to your service? Yeah, I think for me, um, I'm going to talk about words and how I use my words in my marketing to create comfort and safety with folks before they even get on a call with me. So um, I have become really great at crafting stories that pinpoint a lot of the pain points that we talk about that show the transformation. And so I really help lead them through it. but yeah, I've been I've become really good at um, helping them through the process, letting them understand that this is going to be a safe space, that we can have fun, that we can explore things and like turn it not from just like a personal branding shoe, but into something that is absolutely transformational. So. Well, and it's connecting with the clients, which yes, is one of the is. most important things. If yeah. you're going to become a, the photographer that people want to book, you have to connect with them. Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, the photos are amazing, but showing them how they can be the woman in the photo is also a super important part of what we should be doing. So we can totally do that with the words that we use on our social media platforms and website and all the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And our clients, they're, they're like nervous. They're vul- it's a vulnerable position to be in when yeah. we're getting our photos taken. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Like we need to make them feel really comfortable and yeah. Yeah. So. There's so much coaching that goes into it, but I don't think we talk about that enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And let them know that like, it's okay that you're afraid. It's okay that you feel like everything won't be perfect. It's okay that you don't know what you're doing. So really helping put them at ease has been the reason why people contact me because I talk so much about it and yes. let them know how normal it is that they're like, oh, obviously Damali is who I need to help me through this issue that I have. So. Yeah. And you infuse that into your marketing on yes. your website, the way you write, like that's all infused. So someone can go on your website and you're going to hit some of those pain points and some of that right there. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Damali. (laughs) Okay, next up we have Matt Stagliano. Come on up, Matt. How are you? Matt also has his full episode on on the portrait system. Uh, I love how we're all hanging out. 64. 64. You're like, not that I know off the top of my head. No, I was just like, checking it out. No, that's awesome. How are you? I'm wonderful. Yeah? I love being here. I just love seeing everyone and... Look what you made. Isn't that fun? Love it. Yeah. Okay, Matt, my question for you is, what is your superpower in business? Superpower in business. I think Damali touched on it a little bit. Um, connection, empathy. Um, being able to talk to somebody, get out from behind the camera, yeah. and actually have a conversation. And not think about what you're trying to say next, but just listen. Because in that is the real story. Yes. In that is the real person that you need to capture. From that, we can teach anybody to be technical and press a button and light the right way and make a beautiful photo. Yeah. We're all here. We can all do that. How many of you are connecting here with each one of your clients the same way? And that is, for me, what I've built my business on. And it's the thing that starts to bring people back over and over because they feel safe. They feel heard. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just want to be heard. Yeah, it's so true. And so true. you balance that line between professional and faux therapist. 
but the magic happens right in the middle of that. So by focusing on connection, the business has taken off. And I finally feel like I've built it the way that I want because of that. Yeah, that's awesome. And of course, we infuse us into, you know, what we're doing with them. But if we can keep it about them, and like you said, have them feel heard and important, they're going to remember that. Totally going to remember that. It's the emotion. You know, I find that when someone comes in for a shoot, it takes an hour to get over the nerves and the shakes and to (laughs) trust me, right? But if you can build that trust through consultations and all the stuff that Damali was talking about before they ever step foot in the studio, you've got an easy day ahead of you because they trust you. And that's a big part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Wise words, Matt. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Yay. Okay. Emily. Emily Drew, how are you? So good. How are you, Nikki? I'm good. Emily did one of our bonus episodes with Ashley and Kevin. And Ashley and Kevin will be here tomorrow and Wednesday also doing one of these episodes. So make sure you stop by for them. Okay, Emily, my question for you is, what is the best marketing strategy that you have found that works for you? You know, it's all totally word of mouth. Ah, Because in our business, the greatest um, champion for what we do are our own clients. And they will refer you to everyone you know. They know if you have given them an incredible experience and really, like Matt was saying, like really connected with them and help them to feel and see themselves in a new way and feel empowered. And they tell everyone, like, I don't do Facebook advertising I get totally booked out just from clients. And, you know, I encourage them to post and talk about their experience. I post about them in my stories. Um, And all of that is great. And it just starts creating um, more and more momentum. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there, do you ask for a referral or do you find that it just happens organically? It just happens organically. Nice. Um, I probably should ask for referrals. (laughs) I know, I know. But like my um, 40 over 40 project last year, um, it gained more and more momentum. So towards the end of the project, like I wasn't doing anything. Like I wasn't reaching out to anyone. I had people reaching out to me for like a third quarter of the project at least at the end just from people posting me like, look what I did. And it it was amazing. That's great. (laughs) I feel like for marketing, if we put the work in up front, whether it's with networking groups or a 40 over 40 campaign or whatever that is, once you initially get that good client base, that's when the, it just starts snowballing. The referrals really start snowballing. Not that we can like quit and give up on marketing. You know, we still have to like keep it going, but it's not as intense of the work that you initially put in. Have you felt like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My first networking groups, and honestly, that is one of the biggest things that actually got me started in my business was going to networking groups. And it's creating relationships, deep, connective relationships. You're not going to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to help them and like talk about each other's lives and just connect. And um, that was everything for me. Like once they trusted me as a friend and a person, then they were like, oh, hey, I really want to hire you as my photographer What do you shoot the most? Um, Portraits, fine art, um, glam, boudoir. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Very cool. Well, thank you, Emily. Thanks so much, Nikki. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Up next, we have Trish. Hi, Trish. Beasley. Trish Beasley. 
What's that? I said I don't have my own episode on Portrait Masters yet. Yet. You don't have your own episode yet. yet. Let's yeah. say that, Trish. Yeah, I like Put that, that out there. On the list. <laughs> All right, Trish, first tell us what you shoot mostly. And then also I want to know how has the last two years, crazy two years, changed your business and your life? So let's start with what you shoot most. So I mainly shoot women's portraiture. So boudoir, branding, contemporary portraiture, um, headshots, but mainly women. So. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because... This last two years for me has been a huge transition. Um, right before the pandemic hit, we, we actually moved from a larger city in Toronto, so I'm from Canada, and we moved to a smaller city, and I didn't have a shooting space. And then literally two weeks before the pandemic hit, I got a shooting space, I dropped in all the money to set up the studio, and then the first day I opened, I was told, hey, by the way, you've got to close now. Ugh. And so, of course, so I, yeah, and I was like, what do I do now? And we were literally closed to about June or July, so I just got the shooting space, and now I'm closed. Um, so I had to pivot, and in doing that, I actually discovered during that time that I didn't, I used to shoot families and kids and babies. And during that time, I thought, I really don't like doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And I started looking at my portfolio more and more. And I realized my really awesome photos were all women. So I started kind of discovering myself over that two years while I had this empty studio to work with. Yeah. Um, And then I discovered Sue in March of last year. And the community was so different than what I was used to. And I know Felix had mentioned it earlier about collaboration over competition, which I am a big believer of. So it was like, wow, like everybody's so giving. And I just literally followed the process with Sue um, and following the mentors. And I think I went to Portrait Masters in October and the first mentor I met was actually Sarai. And she, like two weeks before we were going, she had taken a look. I had posted my my prices because I just adjusted my prices to an actual fair livable wage. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you all think? And she's like, raise your prices. I was like, girl, oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, I was already having a panic attack at that point. And um, the client came in and she bought at, I think I was selling at that time, an image for $150. And so Sarai looked at me. She goes, you sold it for 150 Now raise it to 250 <laughs> And I did. And I literally got a sale, boom, just like that. Nice. I was like, how did that even happen? Nice. So I was pretty, like, I was just so grateful for it. And literally from one year to the next, in the last two years, I went from, like, I literally tripled my income. Just tripled. following, tripled my income. Wow. And That's I worked awesome. less. I worked smarter, not harder. Yes. And, so in, and we were still close um, a better part of last year as well. So I literally tripled my income in six months just following the program and following Sarai. Just raise your prices. Raise, if they buy it, raise it again. Sarai so. is no bullshit. I will tell you that. <laughs> She's no bullshit. It's true. No, but Sorry. I'm sure you have a beautiful portfolio too. Like mm. I feel like it's a combination of having a strong portfolio you yeah. know, and raising your prices. I well, think that's important. You have to you have to show the talent. You have to show um, the love for what you do. And I find that when my clients and this is like a brand new city I'm working in. Like, and when I say city, I went from six hundred thousand person population to like one hundred and twenty, and then I moved to the outskirts. My studio's in the outskirts, so it's not even like. 
they have to travel to get to me. Yeah. And I just, I didn't apologize anymore. I wasn't like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm charging you this much. And I'm sorry that you have to pay. I was just like, no, this is what it is. And I'm good at what I do. So just pay me. And that yeah. was kind of, it yeah. just snowballed. So, I mean, you have to have um, the passion for what you do. You have to have the passion for your client. Yeah. Um, and then it translates into the imagery. And, you know, that's what attracts them. And then I think it's your personality that just keeps them there. Absolutely. I love that, Trish. And I should say, like, you don't have to be the best photographer in the world no. by any stretch of the means. But just to, you know, be good at your craft. Make sure you know how to light someone properly and that you're posing yeah. them in a way that works for them and... It's very true. And, and every person is individual and in what they like. So, you know, you can't cater to everybody. But if you cater to yourself, and I was listening to Jerry earlier today, and I was he said something that was so profound. He's like, when you can't be joyful in what you're doing, it's, it's, you're never going to be joyful, you know? And, like, um, I, I can't even put into words what he said because it was like, <laughs> um, But I just kind of stopped and went, oh, my God, um, like, if you can't feed your joy, you will never feed your mouth, is what he said. And I just thought, oh, my God, like, mic drop right there. So, like, I've just been, like, really fortunate. And I'm so grateful to be in a community of people that just get it. You yeah. Know? Well, we're glad you're here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Trish. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Tony. We met last night at the happy hour. Hi, Nikki. Yes, we did. It was fun. Yeah finally get to meet you yeah you too and many of the people here at the uh, at the conference it's just been an amazing experience going through saying hey to people who i've typically only interacted with on social media yeah isn't it co it's crazy like to build uh, yeah. these sort of friendships online and then yeah, to see people in person people. it's like you're real like yeah, yeah. Real. and some are much taller than i expected <laughs> or shorter or everyone short. keeps telling me that i'm five foot two and everyone's like i thought you were taller <laughs> no no just five foot two that's it okay tony First, tell us what you shoot, mostly. Primarily, I uh, shoot headshots and portraiture. That's what I want to also specialize in. I got a dream of doing senior portraits as well. Oh, nice. Uh, mixing that in. So that's, that's uh, what I typically want to be able to show is what okay. I shoot. Great. And then do you, my question for you is, do you use studio lights or natural light or both? And what equipment do you use? Uh, well, let me start over again. Hi, my name is Tony. I'm a gearaholic. <laughs> And I, I wish I would have just stuck with the first light that I ever had and, and made that one work best for me. I always uh, started chasing the, the, uh, the wattage, so to speak. And I probably over-purchased my first light kit when I jumped into ProPhoto right away. And I ideally, I mean, I, I'm not sorry about that investment because it's going to last me a long time, but I didn't really need that initially. Yeah. I would have been fine with one window. Mm -hmm. and focusing on natural light. As I'm seeing through the experience of the Subrise portrait system, it's, it's possible to be yeah. one light being a natural light. Right. So, to answer the question, yeah, I, am a, I, I shoot flash. I don't use uh, window light because my studio does not have any windows in it. It's in a basement. Yeah. So I do have to have my light with my modifiers. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I use strobes. Yeah, and also small Canon speed lights whenever I, I want to bring those out, bring those too. Yeah, that's awesome. And like you said, I think, I think we get the idea that we have to have the best gear or, you know, the new things. And I mean, I certainly have never had the best in the new. <laughs> I get this crazy idea that this one piece of equipment is going to make me better. But that's not going to always be the case or ever be the case. Because really right. it's a matter of you putting the right tool to use at that time. 
Yeah. So just having a toolkit of the most basic equipment is probably all you need to begin with. Yeah. So for those of you who are out there listening in podcast land, uh, don't go out and buy everything that you see being advertised. Just really, if you have one light, use it, learn it, take it to its limit, and then, and then expand beyond it when you can't do what you want to do anymore. Totally. That's what I would I love that. I love that advice so much. And also, too, when we're starting out, most of us, when we're starting out with a business, we don't have a million dollars to blow. Like, I was broke as hell when I started my business. You know, I think most of us probably were. So there's no need to spend all this money on the... Okay, I'm super sorry to all of our vendors in the room right now. Like, I'm not discouraging people from buying nice things. I just upgraded to an R6. Really excited about it. So I'm not saying... I know. I had my Mark IV for six years, maybe? Something like that. Anyways, I'm not saying don't upgrade. But upgrade when it makes sense for you, not because you feel like you have to or you're going to go into debt for it. Yeah. Yes, good advice. Hopefully one of these days I'll have my own podcast system with you and be at least one of the most 500th downloads. <laughs> I hope so, Tony. That would be amazing. Wonderful yeah. to meet you. Thank you for asking me to Thank you. Appear. Thank you it. so much. All right. Next we have Darina. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm I feel good. like you're an old friend, kind of. I know. I know that's Dorit, not weird. But Dorit, I, it's not weird at all. <laughs> Darina has her own episode, and she was so kind to let me use her studio in Portland when I was out there for a client, and I got to see your space and how you shoot and all your stuff and took me on a little tour of Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, yeah that it was, was great. Yeah, in the rain. Yeah, in the rain. <laughs> I know. It was rainy that day. Okay, my question for you, Darina, is what is a mishap photo shoot story and I know you probably don't have very many because I you know you have a lot of really amazing shoots but was there ever a mishap for you yes so you know when we're business owners and creatives there's always going to be we have to be problem solvers because something sometime is gonna get a little (laughs) messed up so I uh if you know me I always talk about my magazine so I was networking and showing my magazine and the salon owner was like I want a magazine. I'm going to do all my clients up and I'm going to show my work in a magazine. So I was like, great. So we do this shoot in her salon and she had this floor to ceiling window set up. So I used that as fill and I had my strobe to do like perfect Felix signature light setup, right? And then at one point in the day, the sun was like bouncing all this light off of windshields and all this bizarre light was coming into the room and I'm like and she has no curtains or you know so I'm like take a breath (laughs) you know and then when I opened my eyes again it was like this sparkly shattery light on my backdrop and it was like I'm I'll just use it you know and roll with it and use it and they turned out to be just unique and really special so it's like thinking on your feet. When you have a mishap, yeah. you just have to just take that breath. How can I make this work? You How know? can I make this work? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And have you ever been in that position where you're just like, okay. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do. I know. I like start sweating and yeah. like, yeah. But it's good. You made it work. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's really the thing. nice. Like just recently I posted about a photo shoot where I really needed sun. And this was my third time rescheduling it. And there was no sun. And I'm yeah. like. Like, what am I going to do? Like, and so I created the sun with a constant light and orange cellophane and I created golden hour. Like sometimes you just make it work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think creatively, just live in that you are a creative, like anything is possible. Like you can create anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. 
that's my well, story. Thank you, Darina. Thank you. <laughs> have a good one. I will. You too. Okay. Do we have one more person? Yes, Oksana. Well, Oksana and I met online, and it's just so fun because, I mean, we've had just like a little friendship yeah. online through Instagram, and then you're also friends with my neighbor, Kate Douglas, through the whole photography world. So, it's, again, it's so cool to be at these events and, and just see each other and hang out in person. So. I just, I listen to every single podcast, so, of course, it's kind of like, like I know you already, so it was easy to yeah. strike a connection conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Very cool. It's like, I could be friends with Nikki, I think. <laughs> I love friends. Okay, my question for you is, what is your photography style and how did you find that style? Yeah, so I started, before I had a studio, I started with families and I always loved the whimsical kind of like action and just fun, less posed. But when I got a studio, I I started photographing more personal branding, boudoir, maternity, and Thinking about style, it definitely shaped uh, my upbringing uh, growing up in Europe, the arts, the culture, the many cultures in Europe, and also my dancing experience. So when I pose my boudoir clients, I always keep in mind the the gentle sort of the hands, the, the flow, and how to put your toes where. So for me, the posing is came naturally. Because that's how I see women, soft, classy, timeless. So yeah, that was definitely shaped by my dancing Yeah, awesome. And do you career. photograph mostly dancers or you just bring that into your portrait work? I would love to photograph dancers. I have and I'm just kind of manifesting it slowly to find dancers. And I need to do that. Just dedicate one day a month. Just do creative work that is just flowy and dancey, kind of gentle, sort of feminine. Yeah, so what do you shoot mostly now? Uh, it happens to be that boudoir is mostly, and I think I'm starting to get the clients who like, well, I, you know, I looked at other boudoir photographers, I really like yours best because this is just so timeless and classy, I want that. So yeah. that came naturally, just doing awesome. what I love and just putting the blinders, what everybody else do. Yeah. But, awesome. Well, I hope you do start photographing dancers. I'd, I'd love to, yeah. yeah. And Obviously, when I started also with the style, uh, Subrice, when I started following the Subrice education and model, of course, I was inspired with so many talented photographers in the group. And throughout the time, kind of you find yourself a little bit. Once you yeah. just start photographing, you, tr- you want to be like Subrice maybe at some point. But then you're like, well, but then you want to add your own flair to it. And that kind of becomes starts to become your style, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. I know, even if we are, like, there's no shame in taking inspiration from other photographers. I mean, I think that's how we all learn. But making it our own and putting our own spin on it based on our personality and what we truly love, it, it makes it different. So, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Always thank get you, inspired Oksana. with lots of people. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to listen to our our live podcast episode. And Kevin and Ashley will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday at 3 o'clock. So if you want to come back and maybe they can ask you a question, you can sit up here and... Oh, oh wait. Kevin wants to ask me a question. Come on up. I'm like, I like being out. I can just chill now and... Okay, just kidding. We're not done yet. Kevin yeah, wants to ask done, me folks. a question. So I figured I would turn the tables and there's so many people out there that know about your relationship with Sue and I'm sure would want to know a little bit more and be on fly on the wall and ask those questions. So... <laughs> Uh, I thought I would ask you four questions based off, you know, the final four questions of the episode. Okay. Uh, So what is your favorite memory of 
being with Sue oh my that is not photography related? Oh, there's so many. Pick one. I mean, oh, pick one. Holy. We did come to see Britney Spears in 2015 here Woo! in Vegas, just saying. No, okay. No, that's not my favorite moment. That was just a fun time. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, we have so many amazing memories together. I mean, I don't even know how to pick one. Like, it started with her photographing Jill in Jill, Paris yeah. in, in 2012. I mean, Sue's wedding. That was absolutely that was amazing. Stunning. I remember looking at the pictures and just every single lady that was in every, I like, beautiful, stunning, you all look great. So, But even, like, when I think about the, like, more extravagant times, it was more us in our sweats watching TV, ordering takeout, and just talking about life. I mean, the Sue that you all see is the Sue that she is. Like, that's just, it, she, is, she is legitimately that generous and wanting you to succeed. It's, like, you don't get to see all the behind the scenes of how she cheers everyone on. It is so genuine and so real. And, like, the Sue that you see is truly who she is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, another question I had for you is, you are the voice of the portrait system podcast you everyone as you said listens to you loves hearing you on they're working out on their hikes you know when they're just waking up and they need something to wake up to what was your experience like when you were asked or did you request what's the story behind you being the host of the portrait system yeah the it's actually an interesting story because the team came to me and said aaron and craig it was really Aaron and Craig. Was mm. It was their, Aaron Anderson and Craig Swanson, who are two of Sue's business partners. Mm-hmm. And George, her yeah. husband. Yeah. yeah, and Sue. So <laughs> they they came to me and said, hey, we want to do a podcast, and we want you to listen. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, we want you to listen. We want you to host. We want you to host the podcast. And I was nervous, thinking like, okay. But I already did have a podcast already. Busy so, as a mother. Busy as a mother, yeah. Which I've kind of put put aside for now because I don't have a team around me to help me with that that was just for fun and like I was doing stuff I suck at and I shouldn't be responsible for everything well you're kind of you're kind of busy doing a podcast that has one million downloads so (laughs) but this like I think for me the key to being successful as a podcast host is having a team help me like when you're trying to do it all like I'm not good at the tech stuff like I just get to research guests and talk to them but there's so much else that goes into it the tech part and uploading and coming up with descriptions and titles and the blog posts and all that so I'm so fortunate to have the most amazing team around me shout out to Kellen and yeah I know <laughs> Kellen our tech director is the reason I always sound good every week so. exactly yeah <laughs> let's see oh you just you shared with us and told us that you do your interviews out of your closet yes it, to, for, <laughs> for the best sound <laughs> now Ashley and I have talked about what our wardrobe is like while we're interviewing people. Do I even have clothes on? I mean... (laughs) Do you look as stunning while you're doing your podcast as you do currently? No, every so often my producer would be like, we need to do this one on video. And I'm like, seriously? (laughs) Like, we do? Because Sue and I always do our episodes on video, and that means I have to do my hair and makeup. No, I'm always in sweats or... PJs, yeah. well, uh, secrets out. We do our podcast usually in PJs. Yeah. Or sweats I mean, or t-shirts. Of course, right? <laughs> or like for the video ones, I'll have a nice shirt on and then I'm in my yoga pants in the bottom. <laughs> and the final question, you have also been very kind to share with us. The um, remodeling of your home 
in uh, Minnesota. It's been so fun. It's beautiful. Like, Thank honestly, you. I see your kitchen, and I'm like, oh, I'm a, I love cooking. So I see your kitchen, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I need in my life. So when is the portrait system housewarming party? I mean, I'm all about having a party at my house, so I, I'm more than happy to have something. I'll sc- I, I, I mean, honestly, like, that's not a bad idea. Hey, I brought up the idea of... I mean, you can ride our four-wheelers. We could do photo shoots in the wildflower The wildflowers is what I'm have. interested in. I'm like, like, we can do a bonfire at night. I'll pick you some vegetables out of my garden. We can... You could make us a fresh meal, Kevin. I could. Like, I, could but I could do that. Yeah. I, could work so up, I could work up the appetite. Climbing that rock wall that your kids have. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just in little old Chelsea, Michigan, but everyone is welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I wanted to end with four questions. Oh, thank you for making me feel, like, important and special. I appreciate that. No problem. Awesome. So I think that concludes it, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay, make sure to come back tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more with Ashley and Kevin. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.